0: Good evening, everyone. Iowa with the 89 58 win over Bethune Cookman. I'm Corey Bradley, your host here at Iowa post game at The Voice. Uh, well, boy, I'm still in football mode, folks. Iowa post game with Coach Gary Close. And I believe we have the one and only Coach Gary Close on with us for the first game of the season. Coach Close, how you doing, sir?
1: I've been great. I'm I stayed around to watch the second game. It's just got underway.
0: <laughs> so you're 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 there watching the women right now.
1: I am. It's uh no score.
0: It's just started. Well, I think you, we may upset some people if I ask you to do some play-by-play. So I won't ask you to do that, Gary, but uh <laughs> uh we'll let you we'll let you slide here in a few minutes that's before not we one get of to my fortes? Uh, that's okay. Before we uh we get to some some uh calls later in the show. I know you have a, a short amount of time here. So can you tell us first of all your your overall takeaways from Iowa's 31 point win over the Wildcats of BCU?
1: I thought it was a nice start. You know, it's the uh, first game of the year, and and uh, I thought because of that, you gotta expect some ups and downs, and for the most part, I thought they played well, had good balanced scoring, and, and um, you know took care of business, and and uh, which is what you want them to do. So. For the first time out of those, it was real good. You know, obviously, as we get going here, even in a non-conference schedule, it's going to get a lot tougher than what they played tonight. But a good first, a good first game.
0: Gary, I want to ask you: What should fans, the average fan watching a game like this, that uh, you, you—I I hate to say this—but from a fan's perspective, you kind of know it's going to be lopsided. What should the average fan be watching for in these first couple of games?
1: Well, it's, you know, it's, it's when you get early in the season; it's nice to see. Uh, you know some of the newer players and how they contributed, and then look at some of the returning players, and you see some things in the game that may have may have improved. And and I think in a game like that, you know, where it gets out of hand, can you can you still stay under control and you know play a solid fundamental game, which I think they did. And um, so, like I said, I think it's a it's a good start.
0: Um, Gary, I want to ask you this. Uh... Offensively, uh, pretty balanced scoring. I'm gonna got this the uh, box score in front of me here. Uh, let me pull it up again. I guess I exited off of it, but uh, pretty balanced scoring. I mean, Chris Murray was good. Uh, Peyton Sanford was was good early. I kind of struggled to shoot the three a bit. Um, is there anybody that stood out to you offensively? Say that again. Was there anybody that stood out to you specifically on offense?
1: Um, I thought um. Tony played very well. He looked, he looked confident. He looked under control. Um, uh, he scored both inside and out, and uh, I was very impressed with him. I thought Phillip played hard, um, but like you said, I think the balance scoring was encouraging to me. I think all five starters were in double figures, and, yep. and uh, I think the other thing was the 25 So uh, It's always been a pretty good passing team, and uh, they did a nice job of that, and and uh, got everybody involved and and obviously, the players, that you get involved, that can score. It makes you harder to defend. But, uh, so that was encouraging.
0: Philippa brought you with 11 points, 10 boards. Patrick with 12.6 uh, boards. Keegan Murray with 14.6 boards. Sanford with 13 and 4. And then Tony with uh, sixteen, five, and 2. And DeSante Bowen gave him a good spark off the bench. Coach, your, your early thoughts uh, of DeSante Bowen. He looks the part so far.
1: Yeah, I like him. He looks like he's got good quickness. Um, he's pretty solid with the ball. Um, yeah, he's got a chance. Uh, there's, you can't teach quickness. I mean, he's got it. He can go end-to-end, and, and uh, he's got a pretty good feel for the game. He had a couple of nice passes,
0: and,
1: and uh, so uh, –
0: Um, only thing I'll say uh, on a concern level, and we're one game in, Gary, and uh, I know you're going to tell me to relax, right? That's your your patented uh, <laughs> thing to say to me. But um, uh, just a little bit concerned from my vantage point. I, I I just wonder if we are going to see the jump from uh, the two seven footers that we were hoping to see. Just your early thoughts on uh, Josh, who uh, I'll acknowledge he gave them a good miss uh, in that second half, but. Are you concerned like I am right now with with what's behind Phil Rivers?
1: Yeah, I'd make an assessment of that. I think um, uh, Josh showed showed some some flashes. Um, the big thing to him is going to be you know, if This game goes up and down. A couple of sessions he's going to have a hard time playing too many minutes because of that. But he played hard. He, he showed some signs that. Uh, like you said, I think the jury's still out uh, as far as a backup, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's more by committee with, with Murray and some of the other guys, and they just go small, but I think they'll keep trying and see how he develops and, and, and hopes that as uh, he goes on, he can, he can get some promise.
0: Gary, can you give us an update on the score?
1: Uh, the score is 6-2. to hours was just having a great sideline play, but the the story of the game is Hitton Clark has left with a looks like a sprained ankle oh. Oh, okay, okay. Not, not too serious
0: okay well Gary I'm going to let you get back to uh, the Iowa women and their uh, quest for a win over Southern and uh, we appreciate you taking the time this evening and uh, hopefully we'll talk yeah. to you here later in the week
1: we'll look forward to doing it throughout the year I'm, um, I'm looking forward to talking with the the guests and we'll have some guests too. And we'll have a lot of fun with it. So sounds Appreciate good coach.
0: Take care and yep. travel Take safe care. back home.
1: You bet.
0: Thanks. Coach Gary close joining us bit of a condensed uh, time with, uh, with our, uh, our head man, Gary, uh, but uh, he's enjoying his time at Carver. And I thought it was a good crowd. Honestly, small crowd. Do you expect that for a season opener? I don't know what the announced attendance was. I'd say somewhere in the realm of seven to 10,000, um but i thought the crowd was involved it was nice to have josh agandale make a uh i kind of make his name known in that second half that got the crowd going i am concerned right now i mean i, I you know it's one game and it is early and gary brought that up but uh conditioning is my concern and i'm just uh disappointed that we haven't seen some steps taken there conditioning wise josh put in some good minutes in that second half got winded quickly and uh Let's have to wait and see. We guess got some big games coming up, and we know there's some big uh big centers in this league. Guys who are 6'11, 6'10, Zach seven 7'3. Um, so uh, it will be interesting to see how Iowa does at the five, what they do at the five, because Phillip can't play 40 minutes. Let's get to our first caller who's been on hold. Tony, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? I was uh Fine.
2: I I had the stream up of the uh women's uh game. So Gary has already updated us unfortunately on the big news and Clark is still not since she left from
0: injury. So yeah, let's, let's hope uh, for Caitlin Clark's sake that uh, that's not a high ankle sprain and that it's uh, something that's just a tweak. uh, I mean, if, if anything, uh, let's, I don't think Lisa blue would have any problem, uh, keeping her out the rest of this game as a, uh, precaution, um, because uh, Iowa should be able to take care of Southern without her. But, uh, those, I mean, that's just part of the game. Injuries are part of the game.
2: And you just, uh, move on. You know, next man in.
0: What'd you think of the men, Tony?
2: Um, I, I will say, uh, at least we are not, uh, one of the four teams who I saw lost a bye game tonight. We got out with no injuries. We won the game. I think we looked, uh, um, uh, complete. Uh, uh, you mentioned all four, all five starters. Sorry, uh, we're in double digits. You know, yeah. Uh, very balanced. the The defense looks a lot better than as in maybe the last couple years, which is good. And I, I think that will help them as the season progresses.
0: Um, I agree. I mean it, it's it's far too early to make any declarations about uh, defense. Uh certainly I've I've been open uh acknowledge the fact that this defense has improved. Contrary what some people would want you to believe, the defense has improved uh since three years ago, since the year well, yeah. since the, the year that ended in uh well, even the COVID year was better than the year before the COVID year. Uh but they, they still gotta take a jump, Tony, because there's there's yeah. a long way between uh, being 70th in the country in defensive efficiency and being a team that can compete for a uh, season title and potentially, uh, you know, making us a, a final four, uh, but they got to get the sweet 16 first. But anyways, the, the point is uh, they're going to, they're going to get a litmus test in about a week against Seton Hall, but Pat- oh, for pass- sure. Yeah.
2: And one thing I'll notice is, now I don't even remember if I've heard this said in the past few years from the players, uh, Peyton Sanford came out after the game and said, you know, he heard a little noise about his uh, matchup with uh, Joe French, and he took that personally and held him to one for five shooting. And, you know, he wanted to prove he was more than, you know, Peyton wanted to prove he was more than just an offensive player. And I think there might be more of a commitment to the defensive end this year from some of these guys.
0: Well, there needs to be. I think they've got the good. They've got the right personnel. I mean, we, we know Tony can defend at a high level on an individual basis. Chris is a good individual defender. I think Philip is a good individual defender. Connor's improved as his career has has gone on. Patrick has the athleticism to be a good defender. Peyton is the one guy I wonder about. And I was at this game um, this evening, and uh, so I have a little bit of a delay in getting back here, Tony. But that was my comment during the game. Uh, I, I said, you know the one piece that i saw a question about bar- question marks about defensively um there, there's obviously questions about as a unit can this team be good enough to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament but i still wonder about peyton's ability to guard uh, guard guards right guard guard twos in this league yeah um and in the tournament uh joe french is a very good guard, but he's not as quick as you're, you know, he, he's a bigger, I don't even know how big he's like six foot five. He's, he's almost a, he's almost a three. I don't know how, again, without studying Bethune, I know he's listed as a guard, but, and he was really, I mean, he was as quiet as can be three points. He took five shots. So I don't know what's going on with Joe French. I mean, the guy was in the NBA draft last year and pulled out. So not sure what the hype there is or what the reason for his, um, lackluster performance tonight but he really didn't even it didn't even seem like they were making a concerted effort to get Joe French the ball um but you're right you give Peyton Sanford credit he did what he needed to do and he's gonna have some stiffer tests uh down the road but uh, he passed the test tonight
2: yeah he uh Joe I just looked up he's 6'5 uh 170 so I mean he's a bigger guard like you were mentioning and you know we need to see him do it because there's going to be smaller, quicker two guards that he's going to have to go.
0: Against. Exactly. Yep.
2: You know, we do have the advantage. Like I think we mentioned that Truman State exhibition game where you know our two, three, four—they're all what six, eight wingspan—and that's going to cause problems for some people. But is the quickness going to be there outside of Perkins on the one? Yeah. So I appreciate the time. I'll probably try to be here every game I can, and I'll uh, list the rest of it.
0: Thank you, Richie you, Tony. Have a great night you too appreciate Tony being with us one of our premium subscribers let's welcome James into the mix here James welcome back to the show how you doing I'm
3: doing good how are you sir good it's good to be back I I was gonna be there Saturday but I had stuff going on so but uh I feel like the show almost
0: shut down without you there James
3: (laughs) not really but uh I feel good about the game. I mean, obviously, it's between Cookman, so you can't really, like, you know. Like, even in North Carolina, AT, you can't really, like, hold on a high pass still, obviously. It's a game you should win. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a game that you shouldn't have an issue winning, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you have. But, like, Absolutely. I feel good. And, like, Jelly, I like the, uh, the Euro step by Jelly. I feel like I didn't expect him to pull that out.
0: The Euro like step, you like that? Yeah.
3: I'm happy for him, though. I mean, he he deserves it. But You could tell he was getting gassed. Like he ran up down the court like twice, and he was like done.
0: I, I just I, I do have concerns about the five. I mean, it, w- listen, I was I was laughing at. It. I thought it was great. I thought it was. I thought the crowd was was. He got the crowd involved, and he got engaged with the crowd. But James, I, you know, seeing him again in person, he. Had, uh, I, it appeared to me that he's gotten in much better shape. Yeah, and. and- that's a concern for me um, that's
3: the one thing i was watching too like he like after he had the year out and then he had the pat, nice pass right and then after that it's like you just watch him i walk down the court because like you could tell oh, him, i know yeah. you know I what i mean so like for three, me it's like
0: i watched three straight possessions and we were down there we were real close to the court we were about center court i watched three straight possessions where where joshua gully did not run back so i, I don't know the, I mean, uh, Riley Mulvey played three minutes at the end of this game. To so honest,
3: what kind of shows me is maybe they feel I don't know if it's matchup wise because that guy was a big, right? The their the other big that came off the bench for bethune Cookman, he was tall, but he had a little bit of girth. I mean, you know, they say it was like two fifty to sixty. I think the other dude for bethune Cookman, you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, but but James, what, you yeah, yeah. what, no, if, I'm saying, I'm saying, if, if I don't Riley like, Mulvey has, if Riley Mulvey has and developed, his. then. Th- this is the game you want to get Riley Mulvey in the game, right? I mean, yeah, they don't have many of these, they don't have many of these pay games, right? Yeah,
3: I agree. That's why I'm making me think maybe they don't like the way he's looking because they didn't like playing three
0: I, minutes. I agree. That's my concern. Uh, the lack of minutes for Riley Mulvey is an indication that perhaps he hasn't developed the way they'd And he's only, this is his second year in the program, but this is Josh's third. So I think that the fact of the matter is what we thought might happen, I think is coming to fruition. Just one game in. This is going to be a heavy dose of Philip Robracha all year, and he becomes Iowa's most indispensable player. I don't believe it's Chris Murray. I don't believe it's Patrick McCaffrey. I believe the most indispensable player on this roster is Philip Robracha because there's nobody else that can play that position anywhere close to the way he plays it. Um, That's one
3: thing we've been saying the whole time. That's why we try to go after Mac and the money I know. feel like was like because you just can't trust the other two behind him.
0: Yeah, and you want to. I mean, it's it's nothing again. I, I think I think the world of Riley. I, I don't I don't know Josh as well as I've got. kind of gotten to know Riley a little bit of talking. You know, had him on this show a couple of times. He's a nice kid, and I wish him the best. I hope he does make it. I mean, he's a redshirt freshman, so he's still young. Um, he should have been a true freshman because he reclassed up last year. So yeah, you you give those guys time, but in the interim, um, they're going to be playing lots of small ball.
3: First off, uh, you know, t- t- TC is a team we could run into. In the Emerald Classic, whatever they're in a dogfight right now. I know it's the first game of the year, but they're in a dogfight with the Arkansas Pine Bluff. So you never know how it could be. It could pan out. I'm saying this year, you know, well like, way, things. Way, but
0: the, the way I look at it, James, I don't want them to be in no. I don't want TCU to be fighting through Arkansas Pine Bluff because that don't help Iowa's strength of schedule at all.
3: True, they're up one right now, sixty-six, sixty-five, with like under. I think it's under seven minutes in the four, in the second half.
0: I do see that, yeah.
3: But, uh, but I was gonna say like the guard rotation kind of is good cool to me because like you know Bowen looked good in my eyes. Obviously, I think he's more of a more of a passer. I mean, he's not he his shots not there, but he can get to the rack. You know, he's quick and his passes. Then he had the nice pass to uh, Chris on the layup or the whatever. So yeah. like for me, it's Real like he's he's one of the guys where like I think he reminds me a lot of like. uh Toussaint in a way where like the way he plays, you know what I'm saying? Not like he's actually Tucson, but like the way he plays is kind of like Tucson in a way uh, where like he's quick. Maybe not as quick as Tucson. Tucson was fast, fast. So like he's fast too, but
0: he's got a chance. All right. This is one game in. So again, we're making these broad assumptions. Desante Bowen, just looking at his high school, he's got a chance to be as dynamic uh, and much more under control. No offense to Joe Toussaint, but Desante Bowen, appears to me like a guy who plays under control. I
3: agree with um, you. Yeah. JT would kind of get out of control sometimes. You see him might like, go too fast.
0: Yeah. But I'm no, i impressed with Desante Bowen and and Josh Dix missed everything tonight, but uh it looks like he's he, he's doing everything he should be on the defensive end. He had a couple of layups, so he's obviously putting himself in a position and those shots will start falling.
3: I'm glad um, he has and, the confidence to shoot him too. For a freshman, you need to have the confidence to shoot him, especially in games like this where it doesn't matter as much.
0: Absolutely. yeah. No, then, he, I, I was fine with how he played tonight. Those shots, the shots are going to come. The shots are going to go. But uh, good shooters, eventually, um, they come back around. And he's a good shooter. I mean, he's coming off the injury. He's a true freshman. It's his first real game in, in, in uh, Carver. Um, he'll be just fine. Good to get this experience. He got an extended run in that second half, and then of course they will get an ex- I expect him to get an extended run against North Carolina and T.
3: Another thing too is like I've been saying this for four years at least because I'm gonna say Connor was hurt probably for one of them years because he's been there so long I can't remember. But I've been saying for this for at least four years. Like Connor, if he can get a consistent three ball down, he just expands this offense so much. You know what I'm saying? Like remember his first couple years, he was afraid to shoot the three. It seemed like.
0: Yeah, you're right. And then he made another one tonight Um, on the night. um, you have two on Con- the night? I think he had two on the night. Yeah, Connor was two of three. So on yeah. the season right now, if you count the exhibition, which I know you don't technically count it, it's, uh, what, he's six of seven? No, excuse me, six of 8 Yeah, All right in saying that? Yeah. So, yeah. If you shoot back, boy, look at the visibility to uh to pass the ball and to to feed the post and philip abrac is not Luca garza but he's improved his his uh his offensive post game um yeah that's a pretty positive um development if connor can be consistent from three and remember he showed flashes so if, last, there were games last year where he was really good from three but, but if you know the
3: end of the year before he sat before he got uh the injury like before that, he was starting to shoot the three better, and you can kind of see it where it was like he was starting to kind of get it going. One thing too that like for me is like Rabacho looked great, right? Like I'm happy for Rabacho; he looked great. But it's also Bethune Cookman, and it's also North Carolina T. So like once the higher competition goes, I think we'll start to see what his growth section is like.
0: Yeah, and he's not he's not going up against Luca Garza, yeah. and you know uh, even Ryan Creener, and he's going up against a couple guys who, right now who have not. Developed yet in Agundele and Mulvey. Mm-hmm. No offense to those guys, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it, he. But the, the good news for Philip is, I think a lot of it last year wasn't the physical side of the game. Although he was, he is undersized compared to a lot of these these fives in this conference. But it's the confidence side of things. He's jumping from what the Summit League to the Big Ten Conference. He's now he's he's been there. He's done that. He knows what to expect. Um, by all accounts, he has improved. His defense, uh, I think there's going to be concerted effort from everybody given the struggles early on in, in the conference season last year to rebound better out of the zone. Um, they seem to be rebounding well right now. Again, Bethune, Cookman, and Truman State. But today they won the rebounding battle 44-33. to I mentioned that uh, Philip Rabaccia had 10 assists, or excuse me, 10 rebounds. Um. And, you know, it looks it looks to me like he or Chris and uh, Patrick are crashing the glass. They each ended up with six apiece. So they're long enough. They're not. We've said this before. They're not real big at the five collectively. uh, As far as guys who are going to play a lot of minutes, Uh, I think you're going to see the majority from Philipper Broglie, who's six foot eight, six foot nine. But throughout that roster, I mean, Peyton Sandworth playing the two at times and he's six foot seven. Um, So they've got length and good enough length to rebound.
3: And one more one uh, question I have for you: Who do you think is the biggest? Like, so obviously, let's say this is starting off for us of year, right? Let's just predict that, right? Who do you think is the biggest guy off the bench, and who do you think is the most important guy off the bench?
0: Uh, the most important guy? Yeah, Pro- probably probably Connor. That's what I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean if he if he can shoot, listen, if he can shoot at the clip that he has shown these first two games. And I have no reason to think that won't translate over to big, better competition. I don't I mean, what reason would we, I mean, yeah, guys are going to start having to defend him differently, but that's a good thing. That's all point of being able to knock down shots and it's going to open up things inside. But if Connor can shoot at this clip, no, I I absolutely believe he's the most important player coming off the bench. And let me tell you else, James, if he shoots at this clip, he could easily win big 10, man of the year. Absolutely. For
3: sure, for sure, and it's, it's good to see his growth because, like, you know, he's battled injuries, kind of like jabo you know, J-Bo, when he was here, he battled injuries too, so, like, it's good to see him just keep fighting, and, you know, he wants to be there. And one more thing I had to see too, uh, so Ava, you know, Ava Jones, she kind of was talking yeah. about, like, you know, not being able play. She announced she signed her letter of intent on Wednesday, so.
0: Yeah, congratulations to him Absolutely.
3: <laughs> but uh, it was a good night overall, and we'll see Friday. Obviously, Friday should be another game where we should – not have an issue, but you also never know because right now DCU is down to the Arkansas Pine Bluff, so you never know.
0: Got to take care of what you can take care of, and we'll we'll get better competition next week. Appreciate the call, James, as always.
3: All right, bye. Enjoy night.
0: Thank you, sir. All right, let's move on to Drill VP who's on the line. Drill VP, how you doing, sir?
3: I'm doing good,
4: Corey.
0: Did you watch the game? It was on ESPNU.
4: I was flipping between that game and Kentucky Howard.
0: <laughs> okay. How, hey, let's give all our Iowa fans an update. How's CJ Frederick looking?
4: He's looking good. He's looking good. You know, it's the first game, so you really can't gauge a whole lot of things, but he's athletic, man. So He is? Yeah, he was athletic. He showed some moves. I was impressed. Oh. So, for tonight, though, but, you know, they were playing a Howard team that, you know, is like Bethune Cookman. I don't think they're going to set the world on fire. So, uh, Corey, you know, they didn't uh, uh, – Bethune Cookman, not a good opponent. Iowa avoided disaster. I'm not sure if you've seen it in any of the other games. That's probably best-case scenario because some of these other games are coming down to the wire. I'm not sure if you saw. I believe TCU's in a close game against Arkansas Pine Bluff.
0: Yeah, that's what James was saying. Yeah, yeah
4: Crayden is in a close game against St. Thomas. Uh, Mark Katz is in a close game against uh, somebody. So, you know, while it's the first game of the season, and I know, Corey, you were bringing some negative things about the center position. There are some positives to take away from this game as well.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, I mean, frankly, the balance and the – it's going to be different. We said this last year and then Keegan Murray comes out of and becomes a, a lottery pick, but I don't know that Chris is going to be making that level of a jump. Now, maybe he will. I know some people have projected that some draft people have projected that, but I think they're going to have to rely more on balance. And, and we have Iowa. Iowa's not relied on balance in years. I mean, we're talking years because at two years of Luca Garza dominating, um, and then you had the year of, of Keegan Murray dominating. So it's been at least four years since they've had some, some form of, of balance in the offense. That's not a necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a good thing. It is what it is. They're just going to play differently this year. And boy, the the balance they had in that starting lineup was impressive. They are going to have to get production off the bench. Does Uless give them offense? Does DeSante Bowen give them consistent offense? Can Josh Jicks make threes? He didn't really make threes tonight. Um, You know, those are question marks. I don't know what you're going to get out of the backup big men. Certainly, it doesn't look like you're getting a ton of minutes out of either one of those guys. But Kendall Gundley and Mulvey spot you 10 minutes a game. I think if you can do that and get some production, then you're happy. So, no, overall, uh, I don't take a ton away from this, other than the fact that they were very balanced uh, offensively. I don't. I mean, I was at the game. I don't think they played that great. Did did you feel like – I know you're not an Iowa fan, Drill MVP, but did you feel like Iowa played great? I didn't feel like they did. But they got the no, job.
4: I think no, I don't think rates is a word. They played solid. I mean, in my opinion, for these first few games, I wonder how much of the mentality of we're clearly better than this team, let's try to get out of here without any in- any injuries type of thing sets in because it's a long season. I think that might attribute to some of the issues you're talking about.
0: Sure. Yeah, I get you.
4: Yeah. Um, seen hall obviously in a week. Uh, Corey, do you, are you more or less confident in an Iowa victory because of this game? I,
0: I would say I'm. I mean, I, I, what what is, has Seton Hall played yet tonight?
4: I'm not aware if they have or not.
0: Okay, let's let's since bring it up. Iowa does play Seton Hall next week. Let's just look at the schedule here. Uh, they do not play tonight. It appears that they play for the first time on Wednesday. They play Mon. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Monmouth has been a tournament team in recent years, correct?
4: I don't think so. They've okay. been borderline. They had that one year with the bench. You remember when the bench did all the dancing and stuff?
0: Okay. And that was a that's national them, story? Yeah. Sure, that's huh? what I'm thinking of.
4: Yeah. Iona beat them in the tournament, I'm pretty sure, that year.
0: In the so... Third- So, yeah, so Seton Hall plays Monmouth on Wednesday. So if Iowa fans want to get an early look at Iowa's first real tough opponent, it's uh, Seton Hall on Wednesday against Monmouth on FS1. So, uh, And for anybody curious, if you want an update on this, um, TCU right now is up 73-72 on Arkansas Pine Bluff. And, yes, TCU likely to be an opponent Iowa faces, although who knows with Cal on the schedule. Maybe Cal can beat TCU right now. TCU number 14 in the country. Um, up by just one on Arkansas Pine Bluff, 73-72 down in Fort Worth. So uh, we'll keep our eye on that game. Uh, anything else from you, Drill MVP?
4: Well, Corey, based on how long, how much, how much more time in that game is left? Do you know?
0: Eight. There's eight seconds.
4: Oh well, then that's not a good result for Iowa's strength of schedule. If-
0: well, if you you can have a scare as long as you get buy and and correct things okay fine game is over Yeah, Arkansas Pine Bluff had a shot to win the game they miss it and so TCU survives 73-72 so I mean you survive the game Uh, TCU is going to have um, they've got some games coming up Uh, they they have games coming up they get Lamar they get Northwestern State they get Louisiana Monroe and then they get Cal so they may not be t- – listen, if if Cal's not very good this year and they weren't very good last year drill MVP, Iowa may be the first test for them this year.
4: Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, that was a very surprising result for me, TCU. I, with uh, this emphasis more on the Duke game for me because of this result, that Duke game for Iowa just got a whole lot bigger
0: because yeah, – you, you could be right. The Seton yeah, Hall well, game is big. The Seton Hall game is big as well.
4: Oh, yeah. But people, you know, if you're a bubble team, which Iowa might be, people are going to nitpick these type of results in your non-conference schedule. And well, TCU was thought to be, but they struggle against Arkansas Pine Bluff. If they struggle against somebody else, they get fall out of the rankings. It's not as good as a win. That could hurt Iowa in the future. And it's no fault of their own, but it's just the uh, unfortunate reality of the situation.
0: You're right, Drill MVP.
4: Yeah. Uh. Well, who do you play next?
0: You get North Carolina a and and that game is, I believe, what, Friday? Let me pull it up here. Uh, it is on – should have uh, checked this before I came on. I know they play North Carolina A&T. I just want to know what day it is. Yes, on the 11th. That's Friday, correct? Or is that Thursday? No, oh, that's Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. Yeah, play North Carolina A&T on Friday at 7.
4: Well, you've got. Do you uh, have any uh, preview or any scoop inside on them?
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yes, you know I do. You know I do, right? Uh, I'm gonna defer back to the preview, the non-conference preview that I had published um, back in whatever it was, July. Let me pull up what I what I can tell you about North Carolina a and before I let you go here. Do do do. Okay, and I told remember I told you about Joe French, and that really didn't pan out because Joe French was a non-factor tonight. By the way, how were the the commentators tonight uh, on ESPN? I, know, I saw Robbie there. I saw Robbie Hummel on the call.
4: I thought they were fine. I mean, okay, so
0: just curious. Okay, so North Carolina A and so, Since you asked, anybody who's curious on Iowa's next opponent, they finished ninth last year in the Big South. Their final net was two eighty six. Final Ken Palm two eighty nine. Right. They do return their leading scorer and rebounder in sophomore Marcus Watson, who averaged 13-6 and six last year. So this is a North Carolina a team that last year was better than Bethune-Cookman, but still a team that Iowa should dominate.
4: Yeah, that's what I was going to go with. So you're telling me this is a step up in competition for Iowa? Somewhat. Maybe, somewhat. Yeah, maybe they'll only win by 25 instead of 31, Corey. There you go yeah good luck Corey, the rest of the way uh it's nice to get that richmond spider taste out of your mouth amen brother yeah uh shout out to saint peter's before i leave
0: those peacocks thank you sir appreciate the call as always all right let's get uh, jared the actor who has been waiting on hold for quite some time jared welcome back to the show hey Corey, how you doing sir Doing good. It's been a, a long few days, as you can tell. I'm once again, I'm not in my natural habitat. Um,
5: yeah, I can see that. <laughs> we
0: were in West Lafayette, and then we were in Chicago, and then we were at the game tonight in Iowa City, and so uh, been a wild few days. But uh, hey, a lot of it's been Iowa centric, so uh, I'm I'm happy about it. I wish my internet was a little bit stronger here where I'm at, but uh, once we get back to to our home base, it'll be uh, things will get back to normal.
5: Yeah, a little bit choppy tonight,
0: but otherwise okay. Good.
5: Um, first and foremost, I, I think last time I called in, uh, I called in two weeks ago referencing Hawkeye Howard, who's a sick man. I think he had a double bypass surgery. Yes, and I want did. to give a shout out to him because he's a loyalist of the, from the Hawkeye of the Storm universe. And I just want to say I hope he's doing well and – Um. You know, my thoughts are with him.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think Hawkeye Howard, I don't think I'm violating any HIPAA rules in saying this. He's been very open about it, that uh, he is still recovering from double bypass surgery. So uh, and he's been on the. I saw him in the chat earlier. Well, i uh, say certain, but absolutely. Um, thoughts continue uh, for uh, Hawkeye Howard, who is a loyal, who has been a loyal listener here for well over a year. Yeah, so I appreciate all all the
5: others that call into the show and um, like me, like myself, uh, really, really enjoy the content. So just wanted to uh, say that uh, to begin with. Now, Thank you. Yeah. And now, you know, once again, we begin with a new season of uh, Iowa basketball and um, it's uncertain about how good the team's going to be. I I guess last year it was, you know, the emergence of Keegan-Marie. Coming out and and exceeding expectations, and you know, do you think we have the Chris Murray younger brother? Uh, excuse me, not younger brother, but um, equivalent brother of, of of Keegan who can step up and do the same things uh, this year.
0: I don't think Chris is going to be what Keegan was last year. Uh, I, I if he is, I'm not going to complain about it, Jared. But I, I don't think that's who Chris Chris is. Not yet, at least. Um, I mean he scored at will um you know in the the Truman State game but I would say this uh, if he can give you 15 a game and Patrick gives you 14 a game who cares uh, I think a little balance may actually do them well they're less dependent on one guy they're less dependent on staying healthy now I I told you I think Philip Bracha might be the most important player on this team due to his indispensability and and the issues that Iowa has I think with depth at the five um I think if Chris Murray were to go down, that would be a blow, no question. He's probably the second most indispensable player, at least in my mind. Um, but he is also uh, a guy who I think they can kind of fill his role with with length with Patrick and with with Peyton Sanford. We've talked about Tony Perkins and his length for a, being a two guard. Um, you know, Connor can play the four. Connor can play the three. So I think they can mix and match. Now, depth in general. I know it sounds like I didn't listen to Fran after the game, but judging by what I heard in the chat here, it sounds like Fran made a comment after the game about his confidence in in the top ten. Fran's gonna say that regardless. I mean, Fran, that's what Fran is. He's a promoter, and that's great. I mean, I have no, I love Fran. I think he's you know doing a good job here with this team. Um, no reason to think otherwise. But my point is, we're just have to wait and see. I mean, right now, I I don't have confidence in ten guys. Do you, Jared?
5: Jared are you with us you cut out a little bit there Corey so um, yeah I'm, I'm kind of cutting out with you on your on your on your uh, end
0: Jared you I was there? just wondering if you if you believe that I was uh, 10 deep right now
5: I think they are I mean I, of all the seasons of, of recent I think they have the most balance they don't have that one dominant player you know Keegan Murray Luca Garza and and um, you're Utah-type guy. They, they, they're they going to have a more balanced team, and I think that could end up being a, a better situation.
0: And to Esther in the chat, Iowa wins 89-58, in case you can't see it on the screen. Yeah, I just don't think, Jared, I don't think yet. I don't believe that they're 10 deep yet. Uh, I see five in the starting lineup you have confidence in. I think their confidence in Bowen is strong. I think they're confident in Ulysses McCaffrey. That's eight. Maybe you throw Dix in there as nine. But, you know, Frank can say he's confident in one of the big men all he wants. But uh, I think if he was confident in either one of those guys, they'd be playing more. Now, Josh, his biggest issue appears to be his conditioning. And I don't know if that's ever going to improve. He's been, this is year three. And it hasn't really improved, but you know those guys totaled 14 minutes against maybe the worst opponent on their schedule. So that's my only concern. But overall, no, I think they'll, I think they'll be deep enough. But you don't want a plethora of injuries coming along. Do you think
5: Josh could step up this year? I mean, he had some flashes tonight where he, you know, had an assist, a few assists, and you know, got some buckets. Do, do you I'm think that Dick
0: was Josh a Gundley?
5: A Gundley, yeah.
0: Well, uh I, I mean. He's gonna be able to I think he's gonna give you something, but again, how long is he gonna stay in the game? He had that one little stretch there in that second half and then within th- two or three possessions, he was gassed. So I mean, yeah, he's gonna give you hopefully he can give you five to ten minutes. um but if if Fran doesn't have much confidence in in Riley, then you're you're gonna get five to ten minutes out of Josh and then the other thirty thirty to thirty five minutes or Philip. I mean, that's frustrating to me because I'd like to see Philip at the four. I think it's his natural position. It, it is what it is. I mean, Fran will figure out a way to make it work offensively. That's the beautiful thing about what Fran McCaffrey does with his offenses is he figures out a way to generate scoring regardless of personnel. Even the team that was bad in 2000, what was it, 2016, that team scored a lot. They just couldn't stop anybody. So it's going to come down to can they rebound, can they defend, And I think individually, do it, and so that's why I'm encouraged by this. Regardless of the the potential issues with depth at the five, I'm still encouraged by this team's potential to win games. In
5: sorry, Corey, you're cutting out a lot. I don't know if it's my internet or yours, but uh, it's tough to hear tonight. Can, Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you loud and clear. If it's mine, oh, okay. I apologize, sir.
5: No, it's fine. So I'll let you go. I just want to. Yeah, I, I want to um, subscribe to your premium membership. Can you, can you tell myself and others how to do that?
0: Can you Can you say that again, Jared? H-
5: how can I and others uh, subscribe to your premium membership on YouTube?
0: Can. Yeah. Uh so if you're interested in subscribing to, as a premium member you should be if you are you watching on your iPhone are you watching the show on uh Jared. Yes YouTube, yeah. Okay. So if you're watching on your iPhone, uh, you may have to go yeah. on the desktop or browser version, but there should be a little join button next to the channel name. Um and if you click on that join button, you'll be able to see um the uh the perks and then you'll be able to see cost of being a premium subscriber and uh Yeah, appreciate the support. But if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me um, by Twitter, Facebook, whatever, after the show's over. I can walk you through it if you have any problems.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thanks for the content, Corey. Uh, Badgers, Hawkeyes this weekend, fall-wise, I'm going to be calling in. So uh, everybody else watch too, and um, I'll catch you then.
0: All right, Jared. Appreciate the call as always, sir. Well, folks, I apologize that we're having some issues with the internet and the connection uh do want to thank before we head out i want to thank iowa floor covering the folks down in Bondurant, uh, serving all of your flooring needs including their tough core click click together if i can get that out click together 4.5 millimeter waterproof vinyl flooring so you can check their stuff out iowa floor covering down in Bondurant. they've been sponsoring the show here this evening so appreciate the guys down at ifc Good to hear that Caitlin Clark is back in the game against Southern. So it doesn't appear to be a serious injury. Folks, I will be back with you tomorrow over on our Iowa football at the voice of college football channel with Mark Rogers. We'll be there tomorrow at 4 30 PM central time for Iowa live previewing Iowa and Wisconsin. And then on Wednesday, Wednesday, we'll look forward for an announcement as far as a time uh, for the show on Wednesday, we'll be having a live show with, Coach Don Patterson recapping uh, the Iowa-Purdue game and then, of course, looking ahead to Iowa-Wisconsin. So, again, Tuesday, 4.30 p.m. Central Time with Mark Rogers over at Iowa at the Voice of College Football. Wednesday, to be announced Wednesday evening with Coach Don Patterson. Apologize for the technical issues, I promise. I'll be back at the uh, the home base and get these issues resolved. Apparently, the Internet's not... Uh, priority everywhere i've been so uh we'll get that figured out and we'll be back on uh, we'll be back tomorrow so f- appreciate everybody being here this evening again to recap iowa advance or i shouldn't say advancing but defeating Bethune cookman 89 to 58 in carver hawkeye arena the men are officially one and oh and they will look ahead to a date with north carolina a coming up on friday